Hi, this is Sandra Bernhard. You're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential. Radio talk show about television. Lorraine Newman will join us in our second hour. Lorraine Newman, one of the original Not Ready for Prime Time players on NBC's Saturday Night Live, as well as one of the founding members of the Groundlings and one of the top voice artists in animation today. Lorraine has just released a new audiobook that not only takes you backstage of the first five years of Saturday Night Live, but gives you a glimpse of the human side of the people behind the people of Saturday Night Live, including the writers, musicians, producers, guest stars, and of course, her fellow cast members. We will welcome Lorraine Newman in our second hour. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, we'll begin our first hour by playing a conversation that was recorded in August 2020 about the life and career of Joy Lansing. Joy Lansing, the legendary blonde bombshell who most of you know for her appearances in many movies and TV shows throughout the 50s and 60s, including Singing in the Rain, Marriage on the Rocks, A Hole in the Head, Maverick, Perry Mason, I Love Lucy, The Beverly Hillbillies, and the famous opening tracking sequence of Orson Welles' Touch of Evil. The studio system made Joy Lansing a star, but it also created pressures for her to maintain that image of physical beauty and the perception of her being the perennial object of every man in the world. That image also impeded Joy's personal life at a time just before the Stonewall riots and same-sex liberation. Joy Lansing was a lesbian who found the love of her life, a young actress named Alexis Hunter, on a movie set of all places, and they had to keep their relationship discreet from both the film industry and their own families. Alexis has written about her relationship with Joy in a book called Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For. We'll tell you where you can find Alexis's book in just a second. Alexis Hunter, welcome back to our program. Oh, hi, Ed. How are you? It's great to be back. Great to have you. This is a fluke of the calendar, folks, but as we record this conversation, it is Thursday, August 6th, one day before the 48th anniversary of Joy's passing on August 7th, 1972. So you think of Joy every day, I imagine, but I but you're especially thinking of Joy today. Yeah, it's a tough day. It's a tough day. I mean, it, it just brings back all the memories. I mean, it's, done, it's been 48 years. Yeah. That, that's hard to grasp, but it's like it just happened yesterday. You know, you have all these things floating around in your head. And uh, most of the time you can kind of put it, you know, like on the back burner or in the back of your, back of your head. But, uh, you know, it all brings the reality back. But, you know, a lot of it's, you know, I have tremendously wonderful memories of joy. Uh, so it's not just all, you know, sadness. No, I mean, it's, it is, I mean, you, you lived a full four years together. You experienced, you, you, you experienced the whole arc of human experience. And so, yes, naturally, every year when August 7th comes on the calendar, you'll remember her passing, but you'll also remember her life and the joy and fun uh, of of your life together. Oh, oh, yeah, I sure do. Yeah, I mean, 
the majority of the time we were together was wonderful, happy. Um, we had a, a, a good life together. I mean, of course, there was the illness and, and all that, but uh, I mean, it's bittersweet. You can read about Alexis's uh, life with uh, Joy Lansing in Alexis's book, Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, the story of her four-year relationship with Joy Lansing uh, from 1969 to 1972, a relationship that they had to keep secret from the film industry given the mindset of the Hollywood industry and the culture at large at the time. Even though even though the culture was changing, some things were not as easily accepted as others. Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, available in paperback and as an ebook through our friends at Bear Manor Media, bearmanormedia.com. You know, in many respects, Alexis, your relationship with Joy was ahead of its time. Yet today, in an era where most people know about the relationship between Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi, for example, mm-hmm. you know, that's public knowledge. People wouldn't bat an eye. But well, um, in some ways, the industry today is still very, very image conscious. Oh, absolutely. And uh, when Joy and I met, I knew that I was gay prior to meeting with Joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point in time, in the late 60s, there were a few bars where you could go to meet people. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, there were no touch bars. It was illegal. Like you couldn't hold somebody's hand or put your arm around someone. They could, they could haul you off. I mean, it was, it was not pretty. And when I met Joy, I mean, Joy was straight. She had been, she was straight all of her life, and it just, it was, it just happened. I mean, I, I think that if, if we had not met or I, I hadn't come into her life, she probably would have been with the men, because she loved men. It, yeah. It, it, it was just some magic thing that happened. But because she met you and because the chemistry between the two of you was pretty much instantaneous, she tapped into uh, what the experts would say her true self. Right, right. And uh, our relationship was wonderful. I mean, I am grateful every day for the time I had with her. I mean, I mean, <laughs> the tough part, Ed, is when you... Okay, can you imagine being a young guy at 21 and then meeting this fabulous person that you've always thought was wonderful and fall in love and then lose them, and then the rest of your life, it's just, you know, I mean, when you have the best, when you're with the most wonderful person on the planet, and, you know, it's sort of like, oh, well, you know, but uh, she was a spectacular human being. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's like, if we're lucky, all of us have that one person that completes us, to borrow a movie line, and... uh, um, and whether it comes to us early in, in life, whether it comes to us late in life. But it, I understand because in, in your case, it came to you early in your life. There's a void that will never, no, no matter who you see or if, you, if, if and when you, know, you try it again or, or, or however, you know that because she was the one, she was that love of your life, that yeah. void will never be filled. No, of course not. I mean, I've had lovely people in my life. I mean, seriously, wonderful people. But it's just different. You know what I'm saying? Just different. Uh, Not that I compared 
I mean, because you can't compare. But there's a there's special something that you always recall and you always kind of cling to. We're on the phone with Alexis Hunter. Alexis met actress Joy Lansing in 1969 on the set of a movie called Bigfoot. Bigfoot is let's okay. Bigfoot is a bad movie, but it was a bad movie that had good consequences for Alexis because as 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 a result of working with Joy on the set of Bigfoot, that that was the the spark of of what turned out to be a four year intimate relationship between. Joy and Alexis that continued until Joy's untimely death from breast cancer in 1972. Alexis talks about her life with Joy in Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, a book that also serves as a cautionary reminder of the risks involved in plastic surgery and silicone injections. Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, available hardcover and as an ebook through Bear Manor media.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. This is not a gossipy book, although there are a lot of good stories. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. If anybody thinks it's a tell-all, it's not. No. And, it, and it's not uh, lascivious in any respect. It's a love story. That's what it is. And yeah. It's a love story. And as you said, it's a cautionary tale. Uh, that's one of the things that's very important to me, Ed, is I, if I can stop one person out there I'm having silicone injections because they're still doing it, and now they're doing it. Uh, you know this fascination with uh, large booties. Yeah. You know, uh, women are getting injections, and uh, there are some pretty hideous results. Uh, a lot of women are having terrible problems with it. So, if anybody out there is listening, please, for God's sakes, do not. Do not have silicone injections. You will pay dearly. I mean, I paid dearly. Joy lost her life, but I paid dearly, too, for it because I had one injection when I was with Joy, when I was, I think, 21. And uh, I've had, I think, six surgeries since Mm -hmm. uh, because of this stupidity. I mean, I I didn't know better, but now I know, and please don't do it. Well, it goes back to how we started our conversation, Alexis, which is that in some ways the industry has evolved in uh-huh. over the past 48 years, and yet in, in many ways it is no different than it was when Joy started her career because sex sells, and, and the, the, the studios are trying to create – and it's not, it's not just the studios. It's all types of media – you know, commercials, uh, print, you know, print commercials are selling this perfect image. And, and as you say, there, there are pressures to, to do enhancements, you know, uh, because a producer will say, oh, this is the best move for your career. But ultimately you have to decide, is this right for my career or for my life? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's still pressure, pressure on men and women you got to be the prettiest. you got to be the sexiest. you got to lose some weight. No, you got to put on some weight. You gotta, it would be greater if you had 
pull a figure in this direction. I mean, the pressure is tremendous on these people. And, and I mean, the joy, at, when I met her, she was 39. And the minute she hit 40, you know, she felt that her career, I mean, things were changing. And the Blonde Bombshell was not as popular at that point. They were phasing into other things. And it's hard to adjust. You know, it's, it's tough. Yeah. And yet... She had managers and she had agents, but she, uh, at the time you came into her life, she was beginning to take control of her career and she was establishing herself as a theater actress and she was doing quite well. Yeah, and she was a terrific singer. I have to tell you, Ed, she had a really, really pretty voice and she, she uh, when things started to slow down a little bit in film and television from mm-hmm. her, she had her own act. Yeah. And she appeared at the Copa in New York and all the all the big clubs, Chicago and Vegas. And she, she was doing really, really well. Just before she became ill, she was going to sign a, a recording contract to do an album. And, you know, her illness precluded her from doing it. But she was dynamite. I think she always worked. On the line with us is Alexis Hunter. Alexis's book, Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, is the story of her four-year relationship with actress Joy Lansing, a relationship that uh, Joy and Alexis had to keep secret from the film industry and their own families. Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, available through BearManorMedia.com, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. You can follow Alexis on Facebook, where Alexis is also, she's an accomplished artist, she's a jewelry designer, she's a photographer, and I understand, if I remember correctly from your last visit on a, on, on a program, you've always had visual arts in the forefront of your mind. Yeah, I love it. Um, in fact, when I was with Joy, she encouraged me to start painting. I've been pretty lucky and relatively successful in my artwork and uh you know, I'm all, I think I'm all right-brained. <laughs> you know, uh, forget about business and all that other good stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, I see beauty and everything, and I, and I love, I want to capture it. I love photography. I love um, designing jewelry. I love, I love, I love it all. It's, it's, it's my thing. We talked a little bit before. This is not a tell-all book. It, it's not a gossipy book. But there are a lot of good stories. Uh, I want to tease a couple of things because I want okay. I want people to buy the book. Uh, oh, thank uh, you. I will just say Burt Lancaster does not come across well. <laughs> no. Frank Sinatra does come across well because, uh, in fact, I'll tease us a little bit. Frank cried when Joy died, and that's not an image you think of when you think of Sinatra. Yeah. Well, they've dated for quite some time, and they had a very good relationship. And and again, this is a tease. I want people to pick up the book and, and find out what they're talking about themselves. I will never think of Dan Daly quite the same way. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a shocker. <laughs> Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, available through com, wherever books are sold on line let's see uh how would you like joy to be remembered and how do you think 
Joy would like to be remembered. I would love for Joy to be remembered, period. <laughs> and that's, that's a big part of uh, writing the book and, and trying to keep her name out there uh, you know, on social media. And uh, I just want people to remember who she was. And the important thing is Joy wanted stardom more than anything. She wanted to be appreciated. She was a little girl, in, you know, in, in spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, she was sweet and kind. She was not affected. She wasn't... I don't think I ever heard her say anything evil about anybody. You know how a lot of people can be catty or, or unkind? Joy was never unkind. And, I mean, if, so, if someone would stop us on the street, uh, she would talk to them. Uh, she... she never thought of herself as anything more than just joy, you know? And I think she would just want to be remembered as a good, kind person and talented, because she was talented. It, she, was, she had a wonderful comedic sense, and that's why, I mean, as a, sort of a teaser, too, she worked uh, on uh, I Love Lucy mm -hmm. and Lucille Ball, uh, really liked her and thought that she was very talented and wanted to put her under contract. Uh, she saw that Joy was absolutely funny because she did things deadpan. I mean, she took, she, I mean, even funny lines, she, she did it just so straight. And, and she wasn't, she wasn't a dumb, well, she acted kind of like a dumb blonde, but not really. Well, that was, that, that was the character that she was often cast as. So, so she was good, yeah. she was good at playing dumb, even though she had a lot going on, you know. Yeah, she was very, very bright. Yeah. Very intelligent woman. This is another fluke of the calendar, folks. Tomorrow, as we record this conversation, is the anniversary of Joy's death. But today, as we record this conversation, August 6th, is the birthday of Lucille Ball. So that's kind of a full circle thing. Yeah, isn't it that? We weren't pla We were not planning this, but uh, yeah. but it's funny. It's funny you mentioned you mentioned the interest that Lucy took in Joy. From what I I never had the pleasure of talking to Lucy, but from what I understand about Lucy and how and who she was as a person, she was secure enough as a person that she was not threatened by a young starlet like. Joy, who, no. uh, who, as as you express in the title of your book, had a body to die for, had a was glamorous. Lucy was not threatened by that, and Lucy Lucy mentored people like Joy all the time. Yeah, and and she, and she was one hell of a businesswoman. She knew that Joy would be good. She I, she knew that she would be great on um, one of her shows, mm -hmm. and uh, she appreciated her. Well, we appreciate the time you spent sharing part of your day with us, Alexis. Alexis Hunter, author of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, available in paperback and as an ebook through BearManorMedia.com. You can follow Alexis on Facebook. And I don't remember, are you also on Twitter? I think you're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and that's about it. Well, between Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you've got all the social media bases covered. Right, right, right. Alexis, always fun to talk to you. I look forward to our next chat. Oh, I loved it. Thanks so much, Ed. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group.
the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.